the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, get a $100 free bet when you bet $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, state restrictions apply. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it again? back with another edition of the nfl gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network no me no the voice no the guy it's me really real villain real terrell Furman jr at your service and i got my guy scott studio right show with me scott what's going on yeah nothing much looking forward to going through the week 18 slate a lot of games that still matter so should be an entertaining card should be some fun of course you know this is the first episode after the horrifying situation that's going that went on Monday Night Football. As a result, we don't exactly know what the story is for a couple of teams for week 18, but either way, going to do deal with whatever we can deal with. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea what's happening with that situation. I think it's an ongoing situation that they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with the league. I think the overarching feeling is that they're going to try to make up the game somehow. It's either you make up the game or you just call it a tie. I think yeah. a, tie, a tie doesn't affect anybody, and both of these games still matter as if both of the teams would have won last week. So uh, I think a tie probably is a more – probably what you're looking for. Just say bump the game. We're not going to finish the game. Call it a tie. But we'll see. Of course, it's a sad topic to deal with, but we still got to at least acknowledge that – with you know the unfortunate circumstances and all, they're realistically not going to suspend the entire league or anything like that. You know, we got to at least accept that the NFL is at the end of the day going to move forward, and we got to try to. I can't even say predict what's going to happen with the moving forward, but the point is a lot of uncertainty to it. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we know that they will resume the rest of the season at some point. So we're going to deal with the games we know of, and I guess we're going to talk about the games that were scheduled for Week 18 involving the Bengals and the Bills, but I don't know if those games are actually going to happen or not. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. We'll talk about it, you know, and as business as usual, in mm-hmm. case they do come out, but I, I I don't know how to handicap those games. Good thing that's not the first games we have to handicap because we're talking about Saturday football in the NFL. Kansas City Chiefs are going to play the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. Minus nine and a half for the Chiefs. 52 and a half is the total. Do I have anything remnants of an injury report? All right, looks like Sky Moore is questionable for the Kansas City Chiefs and Jackson Barton, the left, the tackle, is questionable for Las Vegas. Line sitting at 52 and a half for the total. 
I think I have to be on the over in this game. The main question I had going into last week was the Raiders offense without Derek Carr. And mm. they almost beat the Niners, which was a shock. But Jared Stidham went crazy, and he, mm. had a, he had a phenomenal game. I think Stidham can move the ball. I know this game is still meaningful for the Chiefs, still fighting for seeding. Realistically, do I think they will be able to pass either the Bengals or the Bills? Probably not. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs can put the pressure on because they play a day early. So mm. the Chiefs are going to lay it on them. At least they should. The Raiders' defense is horrible. I think the Chiefs can potentially score 35 or more in this game. I'm on the over. Stidham proved to me he could actually do something with these weapons, and I think you're going to see a lot of points in this game as a result. I'm going to take the over. Yeah. For this one, I'm on the under. And I'm completely tossing out last week just because of the fact that I don't believe that Jared Stidham is actually a good quarterback. I think that, honestly, last week was a fluke and just some random voodoo magic that Vegas put in the air to make sure that the Raiders somehow covered that 10. It was like nine and a half. Yeah, it was nine and a half. Made sure they covered that nine and a half spread because there was like 80% of the money on San Francisco. So I actually don't think Stidham is good. I don't think that he knows Josh McDaniel's system and that just makes him like a better quarterback and something better than what Derek Carr was putting out there. I think he's going to be just as bad. Like, well, yeah, pretty much just as bad as Derek Carr was over the course of the season. I think it's more of the, a testament of the coach than it is the quarterback. And so I don't think the Raiders are going to put up points here. I think the Raiders are going to look completely outclassed. Last game of the season, Chiefs are just going to handle business. And the Raiders don't do their end of scoring to get over this 52.5. So I'm going under. I mean, I understand your point because it's also a good scheduling spot season-wise. Division game. Technically on a short week because it's on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, I believe Mahomes, I, I got to pull this up. Uh, I know the Chiefs are still, of course, going to care more about seeding and winning the game. But I do believe Mahomes has a shot to pass the all-time record for passing yards in a season. I just want to pull up the incentive there. Mahomes needs 429 yards to set the NFL record. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a chance maybe the Chiefs just go nuts and let him throw the ball like 60 times because they're going to let him throw the throw it a bunch anyway. Just keep that in mind if they decide to push incentives. I'm not sure if Reed's teams have done that historically. I well, can't Pat Mahomes. I know for a fact Pat Mahomes has done it and just making sure, I believe, was it Travis Kelsey? And I think it was another year there was another wide receiver. I can't remember who was it that. It was another wide receiver that had an incentive, but I'm pretty sure there was a year Travis Kelsey had an incentive, and he said, oh, no, I'm about to go ahead and go out here. And I think he literally threw it to Kelsey like four or five times to end the game. I'm just so. bringing it up because I do think with Mahomes potentially chasing the NFL record, it's a lot of yards, but we know Mahomes throws the ball a bunch anyway. Mm-hmm. You might see the Chiefs throw the ball a lot, which should result in a lot of potential big plays or a lot of stopped clock. I'm going with the over because of it. All right. Next game on the slate, we have Tennessee Titans going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. 40 is the total, opened up at 39 and a half. Looking at a weather report in Jacksonville, clear skies, 57 degrees. Uh, Injury report, and it looks, no, this is old. For the most part, this is old. But, it looks like you're still not going to see any Amari Hooker, the defensive back. You're not going to see Christian Fulton. You're not going to see 
let's see. No, that's old. Jeffrey Simmons. Look, looks like you may or may not see Jeffrey Simmons. You should see Bud Dupree in this one. And for Jacksonville Jaguars, you are questionable on Trayvon Walker, questionable on Andrew Wingard, questionable on Brandon Sheriff, the lineman, questionable on Trevor Lawrence. I think all of this is just, for the most part, they just put the injuries on the injury report because they had to note them. I, I fully expect everybody that's available to play in this game. Why? Because these two teams are playing for the AFC South division title. So it's all hands on deck. 40 is the total in basically a playoff game. Scott, what are you doing? This one's so tricky because Jacksonville offensively just scored 40 against this exact defense about a month ago. But Tennessee's starting Josh Dobbs. So it's really just going to come down to, do I think Tennessee's defense can make enough stops? Or do I think that Jacksonville's defense is so bad that Dobbs can actually score against this team? I'm going to go with A. I think Tennessee is going to really try to drain clock. I think they'll try to play it safe and try to really just go on some long, methodical drives. But Tennessee's defense, as bad as it's been, I think it's actually been okay considering the fact that they benched their entire team last week and they still had a couple interceptions they forced against Dak. Some of them weren't Dak's fault, but still. I think I'm going to lean under, and I'm just going to hope that Jacksonville gets a lead and tries to drain clock from there. But Tennessee, based on the lack of weapons they have and the fact that I really don't like this offense whatsoever, I think Jacksonville's defense is good enough to stop Tennessee's and just anemic offense from doing anything in this game. I'm going to go with the under. Give me some type of uh, 24 to 16. Uh, give me something to 24, like 13 type game. I'm, I'm going to go with the under. I really just think Tennessee's offense is not any good, and I don't think that's going to change. Yeah, I I think I'm on under as well. I think it's not way, easy. Yeah, I'm on under, and that's just my lean, but I think the play that I would play more is a first half under in this game and just avoid the fourth quarter heroics. Fourth quarter heroics that may or may not come in this game. Somebody takes a lead with like five minutes left, four minutes left, and then the other team drives and gets a late score that pushes this right above the total. Like, I don't want to waste my time with that. I, I'd rather take my chances with the first half. I'm looking at a first half total of 20 and a half. Mm. I don't think this could be like a 7-3, like a 10-7. Like, I can see something like that, very slow starting game. where I can see Tennessee not scoring point. a touchdown in the entire first half. So, yeah. honestly, so I I think this is a good spot where we go ahead and back the first half under in this one and just say that both of these teams come out focused, ready to go in a high stakes game. And then second half, I don't even have to worry about fourth quarter heroics there. So I like a first half under more in this game, but I do lean to the under as well. All right. Next game on the slate, we're getting into Sunday, 1 p.m. kick on the East Coast. We have the Cleveland Browns going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. 40 and a half is the total. Opened up at 42. It's come down to 40 and a half. Weather report over in Pittsburgh, and we have about 38 degrees on Sunday. Right now, I see Miles Jack as questionable for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I see the JV. Jadavian Clowney is questionable for the Cleveland Browns. So a couple of pieces on those defenses. 40 and a half is total, Scott. 
and Tomlin, the streak is besides the streak. They're still competing for a playoff spot. They are. They need some help. They need some serious help. But they it's a win and get some help and you're in. So they do have a playoff spot. Cleveland's eliminated from playoffs. Only thing they're playing for is the future and just knowing that Deshaun Watson, well, he's got to be their quarterback. It's also a spoiler. I'm sure the Browns fans will be thrilled if they prevent Pittsburgh from making the playoffs. And Once again, they, a the lot street. of things need to go for Pittsburgh, but see, your season's over. Cleveland loves to play spoiler against division rivals. So Yeah, yeah. And they, they played that and been that for Pittsburgh in the past. So, I mean, is there any way you're on over in this game? The only way I'd consider the over is if I really bought into Watson playing really well in the second half against Washington. And I think he finally found his footing. I don't think that's the case. I just think Washington fell apart because they used Carson Wentz at quarterback and the defense was tired of being on the field. I I just think that Watson picked them apart because Washington just couldn't move the ball in the entire second half. And a couple big plays to Cooper. And the next thing you know, Deshaun Watson has a good stat line. But I got to take the under. Washington gave up. They did. They didn't they didn't believe in Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was incompetent to say the least, but the fact that you have, you know, an eleven minute scoring drive that just literally took up the entire second quarter mm-hmm. and almost didn't even get a touchdown out of that. Yeah. Like I think it was like a fourth goal, fourth It was yeah, a QB sneak down. in the first half or whatever that got in for Washington. Yeah. But like, it, it, I'll I'll say this. Watson looked better in the second half, but it's not going to take away from how bad he looked in the first half. I'm on the under no matter what. I know Pittsburgh keeps finding ways to win games. Pickett's had a couple of go-ahead drives in the final minute and back-to-back games. It doesn't change the fact that Pittsburgh's offense plays like garbage for 56 minutes every game. Yes. I, I, I know that Pickett's done a good job of having some clutch moments. The offense is actually useless for about 56 minutes every game. I'm taking the honor. I think Pittsburgh wins, but I think Pittsburgh is only good for maybe two touchdowns at the most. So, I think this game is like 17-13. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's much scoring at all in this one. I'm on the under 40 and a half all the way. Next game on the slate, Minnesota Vikings are going to play the Chicago Bears in Chicago. 43 and a half is the total. It's come down from opening at 45 and a half. Weather report, 32 degrees overcast in Soldier Field. Minnesota does need this game to potentially go for one seed. You're going to need a lot of help to get a one seed. Still going to need a decent amount of help to get to the two seed at this point as well. Chicago's playing for the future. I mean, I... After watching what happened after the first quarter in that Lions game, I truly don't know what to think of the Chicago Bears. Uh, I think they're a horrible football team. I think that was – after the first quarter, I think that was some of the worst three quarters of offensive football I've ever seen in my life. You See, people know that Fields had the massive first quarter in terms of rushing yards. What they didn't realize was that the team didn't score a touchdown again for the rest of the game. And Fields finished the game 7 of 21 for 75 yards. I now, Fields' season is over. They I already said that he's done. Three what? completions in that first half. I think he had three completions and then got the other four in the second half. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that. He was sacked seven times. We know that the offensive line stinks. 
Fields is done for the season, though. They had already announced that Peterman's going to start this game, so the Bears are oh, in full. God. The Bulls, oh, God. the Bears are just in full. Season's over. If we lose, maybe we got a shot at like a top two pick uh, because uh, Houston can technically win over out under of th- two and a half interceptions for Nathan Peterman. I'll go with the under because Minnesota's pass defense has got awful, but I think that'll probably throw at least one. I don't know how much Minnesota is going to try in this game because the one seed's basically dead. You have San Francisco playing Arizona, which we'll talk about later, but if San Francisco wins, then they are officially ahead of Minnesota. If the Eagles beat the Giants, who might be benching their entire team, then the Eagles get the one seed. So Minnesota's got basically a 0% chance of getting the one seed at this point. They might bench the entire team as well. I'm on the under. You got Peterman and Chicago's awful offense versus Minnesota, who might be benching guys. Plus, if if Minnesota does get the two, they face off against, what is it, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, if Minnesota gets the two, then they play either Aaron Rodgers or Detroit. If they get three, then they have a date with the New York Giants. I think think we can agree that even though the game was close against the Giants, Minnesota would 10 times out of 10 rather play the Giants than the Packers. I think Minnesota's punting this game. I'm on the under. You think Minnesota wants to face Aaron Rodgers again? (laughs) Like, no. You don't want to face a guy in your division for the third time who's owned your franchise your entire existence. Like, no, I I think Minnesota is really in danger of punting this game. So I see a rock fight. I'm on the under. No, it's not even that. I'm just trying to figure out, does Nathan Peterman throw two pick sixes in this game? Once again, we're talking about Minnesota's pass defense. The worst pass defense in the league. Dog, like, have you seen Nathan Peterman? Oh, Peterman's awful. Catch up football. That's the balancing like, act. It's not. I don't care who's on defense on the other side. I'm literally like trying to overcome in my mind him not throwing two pick sixes in this game. My point is that Cousins and Cook and Jefferson. Well, Jefferson can maybe catch in receiving yards, but I doubt he's going to get 200 yards in this game to pass the all-time record. He could. I, <laughs> he, could. I, he could, especially after getting basically shut out last week. But I really think Minnesota is going to pull everybody. I think they're going to get one good half. I think it's one good half, and then that's going to be it. Do you think that's enough to send this game over with a total of 43 in Chicago outdoors in January? Because I don't. I I truly think it is if I get that pick six from Nathan Peterman. Like okay. That is the only thing that I'm sitting in. So maybe you do like a parlay or something. And probably take the, the over and defensive score and defensive score. But I am so positive that if we get that pick six, this go, this is going to screw everybody and go over. I'm going to officially give out under because I think it's more chances of it going under than over. But that pick six is really staring at me, man. I'm just on the under because I think at the end of the day, Minnesota would rather run it back against the Giants than play Green Bay at home. And for the record, I think the Giants are going to beat Minnesota in the first oh, round. Oh, Minnesota sealed their fate. When they kicked that 51-yarder, I knew that they sealed their fate that they're not getting past the first round. So. Yeah. All right. Before we go to the next game of the slate, I got to talk to you about the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and that is WinBet because you can get live betting, same-game parlays. They got the parlay wheel. They got everything you need at WinBet. Great promos, great odds, great payouts, everything you need. Sign up today, receive a special offer, bet $100, get a $100 free bet, limited to state availability. So much choose from all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. 
Offer subject change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 older president of the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road to play the Atlanta Falcons. 40 and a half is the total. Falcons are four-point favorites in this game. Tampa Bay has already locked up the division. I believe they I, said everyone's playing, though. I you're eight and eight. I'm I think that you would probably want to feel more comfortable with everybody playing. I think they should. They woke up offensively for one game, but you want to keep that momentum rolling. I mean, you're going to basically play either the Cowboys or the Eagles in the first round. You're going to need a, you're going to need to be as sharp as you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. There's and nine times out of ten is probably going to be the Cowboys. Correct. Where, but, they have a win against the Cowboys this season, but those were two completely two defense. That was week teams. one. So. Yeah, that so I yes, Tampa play this game. And because of that, I like the not? first half over in this game. I was thinking some type we're gonna back the over in some way, somehow. I just didn't know, but this just feels like an over game where Tampa Bay is gonna be trying for at least a half. They may, you know, they may get to the second half and be like, all right, this is too too much effort. And while people are out there, they're probably going through the motions. But for at least a half, they're going to be trying. And if you're Desmond Ritter, you're playing for next year. Yeah. And you're trying to make sure that you have either somewhat of a realistic shot or you make sure that they don't just say, well, forget the Desmond Ritter experience. We're just going to go get uh, Will Levis. Anthony Richardson, Hendon Hooker, somebody in the draft. So over 40 and a half, there's going to be points scored. Desmond Ritter has actually looked okay. I think he looked like okay last week. So he, I think he can put up at least two scores, maybe even three in this one. That's enough to send it over. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't see any incentives for Buccaneers players uh, because we know that Brady's teams in the past have been very, very, I'd say knowledgeable mm-hmm. about potential incentives for players. And mm-hmm. that's why I was kind of hoping Evans would be close or Godwin. Yeah, I was would be thinking close. Evans or Godwin was close to something. I'm assuming Evans went over last week because he had like 200 yards and three touchdowns. But <laughs> I don't see any incentives for anybody. So I don't really have to automatically. I wish there was because that would have really helped out. But I think Atlanta still sucks. Tampa's defense isn't very good. Don't get me wrong. Like you're hoping they'll piece it together for the playoffs, but they really don't yeah. look good. Darnold looked really good against them for about three quarters uh, on Sunday. I'm. I think I'm just going to go with the first half over or Tampa team total over. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Atlanta's favored in this game. I understand the argument is Atlanta's going to try and Tampa might not. I think Tampa's going to try. I mean, the same thing happens in Tampa games for the past three weeks. They're completely buns for like two and a half, three quarters, really three and a half quarters. And it's just the last drive. Tom Brady goes down the field and wins the game. Well, they were also incredibly lucky last week as J.C. Horn, Carolina's only secondary player worth a damn, didn't play. (laughs) But Atlanta secondary sucks, too. So I think that Tampa could actually move the ball on this team. Tampa team totals at 17 and a half. Like, I understand that you're worried about benching people and whatever. 17 and a half? I got to take the over on that. 
it would only be right after an entire season, 17 weeks of fading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the team total, that the last week of the season we give out and over. It would only be right. That's really the one, I'd say, piece of advice I'd give to people betting week 18, even totals or sides. Just because Vegas sets a certain line anticipating backups or benching of players, at the end of the day, Vegas might be guessing. We're going to talk about the Giants game in a second, but the Giants are getting 14. According to Dable, the guys are going to play. So Vegas is guessing on how all, how many reps the starters mm-hmm. are going to get. In reality, they really don't know. I think you can potentially find some nice overs if you either have inside information or you can speculate as to how long starters are going to play. Because Vegas might be underselling it. Nobody knows anything. Correct. But that's kind of my point. You might be able to to poach some low numbers because nobody knows anything. And Vegas is assuming how playoff teams are going to handle the final game of the season. That's kind of my point. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, I'm not laying 14 with Philly. That's a spread. We'll talk about that in a second. But there's some games I'm not going to auto bet because of motivation because Vegas might not know what the motivation is for some of these teams. Mm -hmm. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the the New York Jets going to play the Miami Dolphins in Miami. 38 and a half is the total. Under. Just just, just under. Under. It's what? (laughs) Skyward Thompson against... I don't even know who the hell is quarterback for the Jets in this game. Their, Their season's over. They fell apart. You want to make a case for an over with Thompson, a quarterback? Is Miami eliminated? Uh, No. If Miami wins and New England loses, I got to remember the exact scenario. I I don't remember if they need another thing to go their way. Uh, No, I think it's Miami wins, New England loses, and then if Miami loses. Miami's out of the yeah, if Miami loses and New England loses, then that's the Steelers that gets in if they win. I believe that's the scenario. Pretty sure that's the scenario. Yeah, that's it. So New England winning in, Miami win, New England loss, Steelers win, Miami loss, New England loss. Yeah, so they're in as long as they win and New England loses to Buffalo. But it's still Skylar Thompson. Correct, but the Jets have nothing to play for. So... That's uh, I I don't want to take an over Skylar Thompson like he's not very good. It's not his fault. You know, he's the third string quarterback who has to play now, but they they signed Mike Glennon to the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Like it's code red in Miami. You're signing Mike Glennon to your practice squad. You're not confident in anybody on that team to throw the ball. I, I think I'm on the under. The Jets couldn't move the ball against Seattle. Like this, this team's got problems. Miami's going to try to play ball control because they don't trust their quarterback. I think I have to take the under in this one. The Jets are a minus one favorite, and Miami is the team that needs to win to get yep. into the playoffs. Tells you what, what? the markets think of uh, Scour Thompson. It would be the game the Jets would win, though, just to tease the fans even yeah, harder. Yeah, I know. I know. No, I one hundred percent think that there's a good chance that they win. It's just how do how do they win? Do they win because the defense gets up for this game? Last game of the season, they know they're a great defense. They hold Scott Thompson to effectively same thing that they did earlier this season, which mm-hmm. is nothing. Or the final Mike score, White, by the way, was or very. Does Mike sweet. White come out here for the last game of the season and throw four touchdowns? He could. I mean, he was terrible last week. He's still battling some injuries, and I'm sure he's playing through. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Jets' offense wakes up 
and potentially scores like 20 something points. But I really don't know if Miami is going to do anything in this game. Give me Jets team total over. Okay. That, that, I, that I can get behind. That would be it. Give me Jets team total over. I feel you like could, that, you could also make an argument that the coaches are going to be auditioning for jobs on the Jets because yeah. a lot of the Jets fans want Will Floor fired as the offensive coordinator. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he has a lot of incentive to try to actually score in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. And Jets are going to score. I just don't know if Miami follows suit. All right. Next game on the slate. We have the Houston Texans going to play. This is the mid-bowl. <laughs> the Houston Texans are playing the Indianapolis Colts. 38 is the total. Come down from 39. This is in a dome. I Random game of two eliminated teams. It's probably going to be a shootout. I'll go over. I think I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to be on the over, too. Uh, I mean, you just you basically hit the nail on the head. You don't know what to expect because neither team should care. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I think I have to go with the over. What do you say the total? What, what do you say the total was? 38. 38. Okay, there is a little bit. Of, okay, hold on. There is a little bit of reverse line in this game. I mean, Houston should be punting the game. They get the one seed if they lose. I mean, they get the one pick if they lose. So do they really go in the battle of the mid bowl and be actually mid? Like people do the battle of the mid bowl and then, you know, you randomly have a Millie maker come out of that game. But are these two teams really about to have the battle of the mid bowl and just be mid the whole time? Like that's boring. Foles is out, so you're looking at Ellinger, who's not any good, but at least he can run. He's somewhat mobile. I think he was okay in garbage time against the Giants last week. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I'll lean over. I, Houston might just come out and just absolutely no-show the game defensively like they did against Jacksonville last week. Just look up in the Colts somehow of 30 because the Texans are actively punting the game. On the other hand, you could say it's Wolby Smith's last game as a head coach, and they might actually try for him. But I got to assume there's saying it. Is he not coming back? I got to assume he's one and done. What? He was basically a placeholder. If you remember, they were trying to make a push for McCown to be the head coach, and there was so much backlash. They hired Lovey Smith as a temporary, you know, fill gap guy. But I think Lovey's a one and done coach. If I had to guess, I feel like he didn't. You know, he was hung out to dry. I'm just being acknowledged. Yeah. I, I just think that he's going to be gone sucks. after the year. That sucks. Oh. Do you disagree? Because I feel like he was only brought well, in because I, of no, back. No, I don't account. necessarily. I, I get it, but I still think it sucks. It's the Steve Wolk situation in Arizona. You're going to get the number one overall pick. You're going to blame the coach. and You're going to draft a quarterback with the first pick in the draft. Isn't it the exact same situation? Yeah, that's lame. One guy had Mills and a little bit of some other quarterbacks, and then you have Wilkes, who was dealing with Josh Rosen for an entire year. I know he didn't get he didn't get a fair shake of this, this roster. No, right? and he did a decent job with Carolina this year. But that's the point. I, I think Lovey Smith is. I think this is his final game. So you can argue that the Texans might try to send him out with a win, but the front office will be actively trying to punt this game. They're one. They're one game away from Bryce Young. They're one game away. I'm gonna. I'll lean to the over. And this is at one o'clock, the same time the Bears are playing, so it's not like you can just peek and look. I don't All think right. I mind Colts team total over in this game at nineteen and a half. I know it's ugly because this team sucks, but you know Ellinger is going to be playing for a potential job as a backup somewhere. You can argue that the Colts. I'm is not Jeff Saturday's. I think I would play Ellinger two touchdowns. 
Okay, I can get behind that, but I think I'm going to lean to the over. That would mean the most Sam Ellinger thing to come in here and drop two touchdowns for the, at the end of the season. All right. Yeah, I'm still going to go over. No, I am going against reverse line movement, and I never do that. But why? I don't think these defenses even show up on the field. I don't. I mean, Houston's defense did not show up last week. Yeah. All right. Let's get on the slate. Carolina Panthers are playing the New Orleans Saints in another battle of the mid-bowl. Uh, 41 and a half is the totals. Come up from 39. This is – no, I lied. Go back. I'm taking an under in Houston and Indianapolis because this battle of the mid-bowl is the shootout. This one is the shootout. Carolina versus Saints. So give me the under in Houston and Colts. This is the one that's the shootout where everybody looks at you probably have a Millie maker come out of this game because I like the over anyway. This one's in a dome. Both defenses yeah. don't care. There's no chance Horn's going to play because why would he? Why? No, there's no point. And what both of these teams can put up points. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. This is the one. This is the one. Sam Darnold, DJ Moore are going to have like a crazy 100 plus yard two touchdown day or something like that. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the over in this one as well. Uh, I just see points, and I don't think either team's gonna care defensively. All right, moving on. Okay, now we get into the tricky parts. The New England Patriots are on the road to play the Buffalo Bills. Forty-two and a half is the total. As time of taping, this could change in any moment. As of time of taping, we do not have any information of what's going on. One, with this game. Two, with the game that was supposed to happen on Monday Night Football. If I was, if nothing, if the situation on Monday Night had not happened, I think I would have went under regardless. Just Let's just say that Buffalo came out here and won that game. This game means nothing to them. They go out there, half-ass effort, probably sit people, and New England has a chance to get in a playoff spot, but it's also still Buffalo against New England. I don't think that they would just wa- let them walk into a playoff spot so they would get up. Whatever second stringers, third stringers are out there, they would get up some way, shape, or form, and I just don't trust New England as a team, whatever. So I would go under, but I honestly don't know. There's no way i bet this game in any way, shape, or form. I'm not betting this game. Historically speaking, New England's defense is okay in general, but Buffalo owns this defense, and they do whatever they want with it. New England offensively is not any good, so it's kind of the tricky spot here. Buffalo, if this game is played at 1 o'clock, you know that they're going to be fully motivated on both sides of the ball for their guy. So that once again, that's also a tricky spot to actually talk about for the game. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to lean to the over. Some of it might be weather dependent, but I think I'm going to lean to the over. I just think Buffalo scores like 30. I just think Buffalo's offense is too talented for New England to handle. New England's banged up in the secondary as well. I just think Buffalo is going to move the ball pretty easily in this game. I'm going to lean to the over. Yeah, 36 degrees is the weather. Clear skies. Clear skies is the key one. So I'm going to go with the over. All right. Next game is the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Baltimore Ravens, where potentially could be we'll see what happens could this could be for the AFC uh North division title 
It could, but as of right now, it's not because nobody knows how they're going to grade the uh, Bengals-Bills game. The Ravens needed the Bengals to lose. I Yes, they did. So I'm pretty sure if they end up agreeing to call that game a tie, then this game is meaningless besides Cincinnati going for the one seed. Yeah. I still have no news if Lamar's even been back to practice. Let me see here. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to look. Up. I I don't know if he's been back to practice. So if he hasn't practiced at what is this Wednesday? Well, no, he's still got you know a couple other days of practice. But there are also some yeah, conspiracies okay, going around that Lamar could have returned if he wanted to, but he's still a bit salty about the contract stuff and he hasn't played. So there are rumors all over the place. I don't buy that. I think that Lamar is a competitive player, and I think he would yeah. obviously help his team. You know, try to win a Super Bowl. I don't think any player is that petty. They'll sabotage their team's Super Bowl chances because he wants to get paid. I don't buy that. Mm-hmm. I think Lamar's just injured, or Baltimore's been very careful with it. So, for uh, for the practice report, uh, Rocco DeSangro, beat writer for the uh, Ravens. Well, yeah, reporter, beat writer for the Ravens. Good information comes from him. Wednesday's injury report: Lamar was officially a did not practice. And Tyler Huntley was limited. He did not throw during the media portion of practice. I don't think Lamar is going to play. For whatever reason, whether it is the injury or whether the conspiracy stuff is true. Point is, I don't think Lamar's point. So Huntley might not play either. Baltimore might just punt the game, to be honest. If they decide that the Bengals-Bills game should end in a tie, which I wouldn't really have an issue with, to be honest, because... Once again, the NFL is a business. They're going to keep it rolling, but they mm-hmm. shouldn't force these teams to really play if they don't want to. Then this game's meaningless for Baltimore. I think I'm going to take the under. I just think that Cincinnati's going to get a lead, host, and Baltimore's offense sucks. So I'm going to go with the under. So we have Baltimore and the Chargers are tied. In terms of record, but the Chargers have—I don't know what tiebreaker they own over Baltimore, but they have a tiebreaker, and so they're fifth and Baltimore sixth. That is potentially the only thing that they are playing for. Is that in my eyes? That's the only thing they're playing for. Is if they're going to be a five or a six? I don't think you're really pressed to be a well, no, because they. So you're playing play. either the Chiefs or the Bills. Like it's not like you win in the end. No, 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 because you. Uh, it's either if you get the five, you're playing the NFC, not NFC, the AFC South winner. And so you either have a date with Tennessee or Jacksonville, or you play the Bengals. If everything stays the same, because the Bengals would be third. I think there is a little bit of motivation to try to go win this game. And when do you ever know John Harbaugh to just give up on a game, like? I know this offense has been bad, but if we're start, if you're telling me this game is starting to look like NFL preseason, then I like I like my odds with John Harbaugh. So I don't know what the deal is going to be. I'm assuming that they just do not play the Bills and Bengals game. They call it a tie and just move it on like that. That's what that I'm way, assuming is going to happen. I would assume, and if that if that happens, then Cincinnati gets the. NFC North, the AFC North title. And once again, Schefter announced two hours ago that this game, the Ravens-Bengals game, is scheduled for one 
So the fact that they even scheduled this game in time mm-hmm. tells me I think that the Bills Bengals game's a tie. Because why would you formally announce what time this game is instead of dealing with the game that you didn't finish? Yeah, it means they have no. I I don't think the NFL has any desire to continue that game. I don't think anybody has any desire to. Correct. So I think they're. I think I agree with you. I think Cincinnati is going to say we're up four. It doesn't matter. We'll take the tie. We'll move on. There's more important things to do. Baltimore plus seven might be free money, yo. Baltimore plus seven might be free money. If this is a tie, since what is Cincinnati going to gain from playing people in this game? If this is a tie, it means nothing. And if you're Baltimore, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean nothing. If Buffalo hypothetically loses to New England, Cincinnati gets the one seed. No, I don't. Actually, not. Sorry, Kansas. Then Kansas City also to to lose to Las Vegas. So that's not going to happen. And they'll know that answer by Saturday. They'll, they'll know, know that answer. They could still fight for a two seed, technically. And then you get who? You get the winner. The you get either the Patriots, Dolphins, or Steelers. Okay. There's All too right. much uncertainty though. You have so many things going on in the one o'clock games. I don't think the Bengals are going to go into this game saying. Well, you know, this, this they might just punt it. Okay. They might. Okay, here's what I'm going to do because I can't I can't make my mind up on a total. I I can't make my mind up on a total. I'm just going to play Baltimore team total over because this is giving me preseason vibes and if I'm going on preseason vibes, I know John Harbaugh is going to have whoever is out there give 110%. So, okay. I I'm just going to assume that whatever happens the Ravens get over their team total, which is I mean, this total set at 42, and they're seven-point underdogs, so it shouldn't be that much. Uh, let's see here. Because I, I, I don't know what what Cincy is going to do. And I don't think Cincy's defense is all-world either. So, I mean, I, I don't even have a team total. You're looking at a team total probably somewhere around 17. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking is around. Yeah, I like my chances with that. Actually, wait, wait, let me just think about that for a second. Uh, 23-16, no, 24-17. Yeah, give or take. Okay. Yeah, give me that. I will go Baltimore's team total over. All right. Let's see here. Rafael Devers resigned with the Red Sox. Okay, 11 years. Baseball players get paid, man. Wait, he got 11 years? Yeah, eleven years, three hundred thirty-one million. That's what I see. I didn't even know that. Was, I actually didn't know that happened. I know that they just signed him to a one-year thing temporarily yesterday. Okay, so the Red Sox don't want to pay players except Devers. Okay, I mean yeah. Devers is a is one he's guy you kind of have to keep. But all right, he's a good player. Yeah. All right. Next game on slate: New York Football Giants going to Philadelphia to play Philadelphia Eagles. Forty-three is the total. You said it earlier. Dable said everybody's playing. I mean, I in the initial he press conference, that's what he said. He didn't say how long. He but I actually think Dable might play his guys a decent amount. No, I think so, too. I can't believe this is 14. I, like, I would blindly take Giants' money line for this price, but we're, this is a total show. 3-11, and 11, the Eagles are without Lane Johnson. But I don't want us to win this game. I want us to lose this game because I want us to get swept by them. So when we see them in the divisional round after we beat the Minnesota Vikings... I think Philly might be a sneaky one-and-done team in the playoffs, but Sean's not going to want to hear I, that. I'm 100% telling you right now that if we see them in the playoffs, we are beating them on the road in Philly, like 100%. The My best pick for the for NFC Philly, is still the Niners. It's been the Niners for about a month. Best thing for Philly is that the 49ers get upset. That is the best thing. I think that this is a Giants-49ers NFC championship. I really do. All right. 
Give me the first half over 22. Giants come out, use the momentum that they had scoring 30-plus for the first time in 45 games. They use that momentum, charge into the first half. And then at some point in the second half, they just kind of, all right, go through the motions. Maybe some people sit, whatever. But I, I feel confident in the first half. Give me a first half over 22. I think I blindly like Giants team total over. It's like 14. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, you're looking at the total of like 43. Giants are getting 14. So that's about a 28-18 projection, give or take. Yeah. I think that team total is too low. I like the Giants team total over, but Giants I think I'm going to take total, the over. Yeah, 13 and a half. Oh, yeah. Over 13 and a half. Two touchdowns. That's it. They can get that in the first half. I I think I have to like the over in this one. Uh, Hertz is going to play because once again, they're going for the bye. Like mm-hmm. this is basically a must win game for Philly because you might lose the division. You might be going from a bye in the first round to not only playing in the first round, but to playing a road game in the first round. Like, this is must-win territory, all hands on deck. Jalen's going to play, and the defense is fine, bit banged up. I know Sweat got carted off. I hope he's doing okay. But I think I got to go with the over. Daniel Jones looked good last week. He looked very, very good last week. I think both teams can move the ball. Plus, even if the Giants struggle, we saw the Eagles score, what, 48 against this team the first time around? Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen again, but Philly proved they could potentially score north of 30 in this game. It's a low total. I'm going to go with the over. Yeah. I agree with you about first half, though. That Giants team total over seems so free. They're going to score two touchdowns. I'm sorry. I I, uh, might mention that play later, so we'll see. And and guess what? If they don't play, it's Tyrod Taylor. Come on now. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys are going to Washington play the Washington Commanders. 41 is the total in that game. I mean... It's Sam Howell this time. Is it really? Is it? Yeah. I thought it was Heineke. I thought no. I saw they said they're going to Howell. As they should, to be honest. Your season's over. You you already know what Heineke is. Let Howell try to cook. Why not? I, I still like Heineke the over. Will finish. Game. Heineke will start the game. Howell will finish the game. That maybe something changed from that was at ten a.m. So we'll have to look into that. But um, I'm on the over. messes around and wins this game. I'm not even going to lie. I'm on the over because I think Washington messes around and puts up enough points to actually win this game. We're going to we're going to completely disagree on this game. Not even trying to sound biased or anything, but I think Dallas kicks the crap out of them. The fact that Dallas is actually close to winning this division is so sick that I think Dallas absolutely lays it on Washington in this game. I think Washington's going to quit because they tried to use Carson Wentz in a must-win game. <laughs> like I don't think there's any respect left for the season. I, I think the Cowboys offensively, they played on Thursday, that extra prep time. Lamb's been very good. Uh, you're looking at the weapons that they have, and also the fact that D- Dak's been a bit turnover-prone, so Washington might have a couple short fields. Dallas's defense still sucks. Like Don't get me wrong. I think this defense is not very good. I see points in this game. I'm on the over. I think Dallas might lay it on them in this game. I, I think Dallas has an actual shot to win the division. I, I think it's actually doable because I think the Giants are being very disrespected this week. I think the Cowboys come into this game expecting to have a serious shot to win the division. And I think they might 
put up north of 30. So I'm on the over. This Washington got torched by Deshaun Watson in the second half. Watson hasn't played good football in two years. Yeah, but I, I think everybody on the organization is out on Carson Wentz, and I think that whole team gave up on that game. I, I just see them getting up for this game. They like they like Taylor Heineke. Like they're going to get up for Taylor Heineke in the second half, and then Sam Howell. You mean the first in half? The first half, yeah, in the first half. And if Sam Howell does play in that second half, I mean, he looked decent in the preseason. He did. I, I don't know. I think this is just sneaky. Everybody thinks Dallas is is gonna just walk in here and go win this game, and I'm walking into the over. Yeah, I think it's over. I think this is over city. I think that I think this game is sneakily competitive. Like I really do think this is competitive. I can see that. I, I think that it'll. I think it might be decided by a touchdown or ten points, but I think it will be one possession at some point in the second half. But I can't take an under here with Dallas's defense. They made this Dobbs is- look decent for a couple of those Thursday night possessions. Yeah. All right. Battle. Uh, no, this is not battle with the mid bowl. Dang it. All right. Los Angeles Rams are going to play the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are playing for a playoff spot. I believe the Seahawks are winning in. Uh, they are not. If Green if Green Bay wins, they are out. I'm trying to think of the other scenarios. Like if Detroit I think Detroit needs Seattle to lose. To get in. So I think Seattle's in if they win and Green Bay lose in the night game. So for the sake of this, it's a must-win game for Seattle to put the pressure on Green Bay. Yeah. All right. I mean, Seattle's been really bad. They slept walk in. They slept walk to the position that they got in now, and the Rams haven't been good at all. I, I actually don't know what to think of this. I'm just gonna go under 41 and a half because I hate the Rams. I think I'm on the under two. Uh, unfortunately, I actually had the Rams in a teaser last week, and they killed me. I really thought the Chargers – it was such a good spot against the Chargers, and they just no-showed the entire game. Yep. I think I'm going to go with the under. I still don't really like the current health situation involving Seattle's wide receivers. They gave the ball to Kenneth Walker a bunch last week, had success there, but that drains clock. The game's in Seattle, so you have an, you have a dome team traveling to play in what's usually rainy weather in Seattle. I see another ugly game, kind of like what we saw at the Seattle-New uh, York game from this past weekend. I'm going to go with the under. I see Seattle winning this game like 20, I don't, I don't even know, like 23 to 13, something like that. I'm going to only Baker under. might screw us by throwing a pick six. He really might. Seattle's defense is opportunistic as fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to say under, but okay. That's how I'm going to hedge. I need to parlay... Defensive Seattle touchdown and, for yeah, uh, Seattle and Minnesota. I need to parlay Seattle and Minnesota's defensive touchdowns. I, Nathan Pierre, he's going to throw multiple interceptions. I'm just trying to figure out one, how many, two, how many actually go back for a touchdown. If you want to hear my really, really fun, makes no sense upset pick of the week, I kind of like Chicago for no apparent reason. <laughs> I kind of like Chicago in the game for no reason. I at mean, all. I for Nathan Peterman's own mental health, I would hope that he has one game that he can go back to on his NFL career and say that that's the game that you show your kids. You don't show them any other game of football. You when you tell them that I played in NFL, you have that one game that you say that what? As of right now, you sneak that game and it's preseason, what? like week three, but. Do we? Oh man! If you wanted my hot take of the week, I think Chicago is going to beat Minnesota. Makes I'm no, going to makes go no back. sense based on what we've seen. 
I think I'm Minnesota really might punt this game. I'm going to comb through all of Nathan Peterman's games. There's not many. So I'm going to comb through his games. And if he doesn't have that one game that he can show his kids and be like, yes, I was an NFL quarterback. No, the the games he's going to show are his Raiders preseason highlight film because he was a very good preseason nah, quarterback with Gruden. Find, he's got to find a regular season game. I'm saying right now his highlight film is just preseason highlights with Gruden as his head coach in Vegas. That's yeah. his that's his highlight reel. Go back to Minnesota. I'm going over. Go back to that Minnesota game. I'm going over. Okay. Nathan Premier is either going to blow that game or he's going to come out there and look like the second coming of Tom Brady. All right. What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about the we talk about the Seattle oh, game, yeah, Seattle, and you wanted yeah, to parlay Seattle. the defensive touchdown. Yeah, I do. I really do. All right. You hear about Let's my Giants call? By the way, I had the uh, Giants defensive touchdown, the prop cast at uh, eight to one. No, I missed it against Foles. Oh, yeah, good call. Good call. It was Brandon Collins. It was so great. I was locked into that game. Uh, the Giants, uh, I, I would have won my fantasy matchup anyway, but I had Giants defense and Graham Gano. So shout out to Giants defense and special teams for helping me win a title. So I was actually like sitting here before we were going um, active, trying to read what they were saying going to happen with fantasy because, again, Rashad Jennings Fantasy League yeah. championship. I had a four-point lead. He had Joe Burrow. I have Gabe Davis and Evan McPherson. And if he if they keep the scores as what just happened right then and there, then I lose by one point because Joe Burrow got that touchdown. Yeah, and Gabe Davis didn't get a reception yet. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what they're doing with the game, so I got to comb through and look what they're doing. And hopefully, they just say they they don't do that. That would be probably one of the worst beats I've ever had in my life. Yeah, to be fair, uh, in my league, we I don't think we really had a solution. I think we thought about voiding the Week 17 matchup and just doing the Week 18 stats. Mm-hmm. But for, in my case, I was up by so many points. He had Josh Allen, but we Allen needed to break the all-time league record in points <laughs> to beat me, so they just paid me. Yeah, no, so that's what I have in my Dynasty League. I think I was up like 133 to 40, and mm-hmm. he had... Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow. And it was like, well, there's a chance if they go absolutely apes against them. It's basically impossible. It was pretty much impossible. Yeah. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just the champion of that league. But the Rashad Jennings League is really close. So we're going to have to figure out what we do there. I'm going to have to talk to Rashad. And he's supposed to come on the Mothership Pod and congratulate me. I had a D-Gen idea, by the way, which you might like for fantasy. Uh, maybe if you're at home and you really want to solve it on the stupidest way possible. You set up a Madden game, computer versus computer, 10 minutes, and whatever the stats are for the players, you use the stats for your fantasy league. Wow. I, but you like, but you can live stream so the game. So I, do a Madden sim and take the fantasy yeah. stats. I would not be opposed to that. I would, I would not be opposed to that. That is just, yeah, that's degenerate enough where I would do it. All right. SGPN can even run it for you if you yeah, want. They'll stream be, the game. They'll do it for you. I may I may have to DM Rashad Jennings and, and throw that out there. That, that idea is so stupid, it's kind of brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> if no, you really no, think of Scott, that. you're on to something. You're on to something, Scott. Come on, yeah, Scott. We got three games left. We got to get through this. Yeah, All let's right. do it. Los Angeles Chargers are playing the Denver Broncos. 20, not 20, 39 and a half. It should be 29 and a half. But 39 and a half is the total. Opened up at 37 and a half. Chargers do want to win this game and secure five seeds so they play the AFC South winner. 
I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that I think the AFC South winner beats the Chargers regardless of who it is. You probably want it to be Jacksonville more than Tennessee, but still, I think I like their chances. Does, first of all, is Russ even playing? I have no idea. He finally has more touchdown passes. He finally has more touchdowns than bathrooms, so he might just call it a season. He finally did it. I don't know if you were following that saga. Yeah, I heard I heard it was something that they were going on with that. If he finally has more touchdown passes than bathrooms in his house, he might just call it a day at that point. I think I'm just on the under. If it's Russ, give me the under. If it's Ripping, give me over. Okay. Easy enough. All right, next game of the slate, we have the Cardinals playing the 49ers in San Francisco. 40 and a half is the total. I mean, if you're San Francisco, you got to keep giving Brock Purdy reps. So I'm going over 40 and a half. Uh, it's, it's so tough. Yeah, sure. I guess. Well, we'll see eye to eye on this one. If you bench anybody, it's probably Christian McCaffrey. They already announced that Blau is quarterback for the Cardinals. They probably moved the football better with Blau. I think they do too, but I'm hoping the Niners defense just has a great game because of how awful they were against Stidham last week. But Arizona can't stop anybody. You know what? Nah, I think I'm going to take the over. I, we saw them play in Mexico earlier this year. Kittle had 100 yards and two times. Like, they, Cardinals can't guard anybody. I, I think I have to lean to the over. Like, the Niners might score 35. They might just come out and say, we want this damn uh, potential two seed or whatever. Plus, unfortunately for us, they played four o'clock. So their seeding is probably going to be decided already by the time this game starts. No, it's really not because the Eagles play at 425 too. And, oh, no, you're right. Uh, I, for- I forgot about that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah so, I was so distracted by the Minnesota game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So if you wanted to sell me on under, I could be bought into the first half under, but I think this is second half city. If I'm taking the under, it's Cardinals team total. But I, I really think the Niners might just score 35 and just lay it on them. Yeah. It's probably right. Kingsbury's final game. So oh, 100% has to be his final game. Has to be. Last game of the slate, the Detroit Lions going to Green Bay to play. Finally, we had a game that we actually want to talk about here. To play the Green Bay yeah. Packers. It might only matter for one of the teams because Detroit might be eliminated by the time the game starts, but whatever. 25-degree weather. That's actually a really good point. What if Detroit is, like, eliminated? <laughs> I still think they want to play spoiler. Try. Yeah, yeah, they're still going to try to go play spoiler. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I just yawned because this game did kind of put me to sleep once I thought about Detroit not be- – like, this not being a win-and-end situation. By the way, Heineke's not playing at all in that Washington game. Is he? He's not? Heineke told coaches he – wants Hal to play, and Hal's going to play the entire game. Oh, how do you not get up for Sal Hal after that? Give me Washington team total over. We were still on the over in that game anyway, but I'm just yeah. saying Heineke, I believe, is not playing at all. That might be my team total for the day. How do you not get up for Sam Howell after that? Oh, come on. Okay. 
Yeah, this team loves Taylor Heineken. If he says that, for sure, they get up for him. Okay, back to this one. Do you have any faith in Jared Goff in freezing in under in freezing temperatures? Do you have any faith in Jared Goff to put up points? Like anything? Can you please give me something? I I want to go over so bad. I want to go over so bad, but I just need something, anything that can tell me that Jared Goff is going to put up points outdoors in freezing temperatures. Unless the argument is Jamal Williams is going to run for a hundred and something yards. Uh do you remember what he looked like when he played against for the Rams and they oh, had it's, actually it's good teams and yeah. they went and it's bad. I remember one of the games against the Bears where it was probably some of the worst football I've ever seen him play. I think I'm just gonna go with the under. I wanna make a case, but the total's forty nine. It's have- 49 outdoors in Green Bay in January. And you know that even though Rodgers and the offense look better lately, they did get a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown last week, so the offense didn't do as much as you might think. They still want to run the ball. Detroit's bad against the run. I, I, I don't think Green Bay is going to try to run it up on them. I think Green Bay is going to do what they always do, which is run the ball, move the chains, couple long drives, and they might settle for some field goals, but... I think I'm on the under. I think 49 is too high. There's a couple ways to get there. I'm going to go with the under. Give me Detroit team total under. You didn't You didn't sell me. Give me Detroit team total under. I just don't believe Jared, Jared Goff is going to Well, I didn't sell you because I'm also taking the under. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, I know, but I was, I was just hoping for anything. Like anything, anything that can just come up and say that Jared Goff is going to have a good game in the cold. And I just can't. I can't see it. Yeah. And you're telling me that there's a potential that they're eliminated in playoffs before they even get to this game. Yeah. All right. Before we get to our lock and team total for this game, yeah, I talked to you about underdog fantasy because you can play playoff best ball. Like people are drafting their playoff best ball teams now, people. You are late if you haven't drafted one already. Go to underdogfantasy.com, draft your playoff best ball. They got a ton of daily games in NBA and NHL as well. And you get a 100% deposit match up to $100 when you sign up. Use promo code SGPN. That is promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match up to $100 at underdogfantasy.com. All right. For my lock. Let's go to... I think I might do team two uh, team totals this week, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm really feeling the team totals too. I'm not gonna lie to you. But oh, does Nathan Peterman give me that touchdown? If he gives me, I I feel so good about that over. If you tell me I have a pick six waiting for me, I feel so good about the over. All right, I will not give out two team totals. I will give out for my lock. What did I feel super duper comfortable about? And I mean, I think Tampa Bay and Atlanta Falcons have has a bunch of points. Like Tampa Bay needs to practice scoring points, and uh, Desmond Ritter needs to make sure that he's not bagging groceries next year. So give me the forty and a half over. That's my lock for my. Team total. I said it, man. 
I don't know. Call me a, a Cowboys hater. Oh, really? I thought you were going to take the Giants at 13 and a half. That 13 and a half is so good, but I'll leave it to you because I know you'll do it. I can't, you can't bet your idols. Can't bet your idols. Fair. Washington Commanders over team total. Uh, do you have a number for that? Do you see a number? Uh, yes. Just give me one second. I mean, worst case is we can just plug it in, but uh, I see 16 and a half at minus 105. Yeah. Thank you for Sam Howell. Take it up for Sam Howell. Score points. Cowboys made Josh Dobbs look like he'd been playing football all year. All right. I feel comfortable about that. I feel really comfortable about that. Go ahead. Well, this kind of sucks because we have the same games, but I have a team total in your full game total, and I have the full game total for your team total. Okay. So I, I, I have to figure this out because I was going to take Buccaneers team total over 17 and a half. And I was going to take the full game over in the Cowboys-Commanders game. You know what? It's week 18. We've been through a lot of games. It's only fitting we have the same basic thoughts on the same game. So I'm going to stick with it. The Cow- I will give a bonus one for that Giants game, though. 13 yeah, Giants, and a half is great. Yeah, we're not going to let that's, that go. Giants over 13 and a half is definitely a bonus play. That, that's wild. Like That I got to take. But I'll go with the Buccaneers over 17 and a half for the team total and the over 41 in that Cowboys-Commanders game. And that's going to wrap it up for the regular season. All right. Love it. Man. Just, just to ask, by the way, I don't have confirmation. We're doing this show for the playoffs, correct? I think. Ask Moon Off. Moon Off is in charge. I'm saying I don't have that answer in front of me. So this. <laughs> yeah, I don't. We should check in some capacity. At least for the first round. I think we'll at least, they'll at least get us the first round. You're going to hear us at worst case scenario for DFS. So we'll be back at some point. Yeah, at some point you're going to hear us again. But, uh, Man, appreciate it. It was a fun season. This was fun talking about totals all the mm-hmm. time. I didn't know what to expect when we took over this in the first part of the season, but I had a great time. So, uh, a lot of memories here. Other than that, I mean, anything else for people before we get up out of here? Not really. Hoping for some good games in week 18. Uh, we will be back later for the DFS show. Now, there is no Thursday night football. That does not mean we're forgetting about DFS. You better believe we're going to break down the two Saturday games for DFS. We'll probably do that Thursday. Yeah, definitely doing the Saturday games, doing DFS, doing props, doing all of everything we do for Thursday, we're doing for a Saturday game. So be ready and look forward to hearing that. Other than that, I mean, subscribe to the network, subscribe to the NFL Gaming Podcast, follow us on Twitter, SGPN NFL, follow us on YouTube. Make sure you do all of that and Leave us reviews on Spotify. Leave us reviews on Apple. Other than that, I, mean, I really don't have anything else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way but in the podcast. We're just going to do like this. We are out of here.